Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome back, Solar Warriors. Welcome to a not so traditional Tactical Tuesday. Normally, this is a short form conversation with subject matter experts designed to give you practical tools, tips, and advice to build your solar business or career. And while this will certainly do that, it's a bit of a somber tone because let's be honest, you and I were both looking forward to being in New Orleans. And if you weren't going to New Orleans, I respect that too. But many of you, and you've told me so privately, were looking forward to hanging out in New Orleans, to participating in our podcast lounge and to just getting to see each other in person again. So I want to take a moment and acknowledge Solar Power International, North America Smart Energy 20 Energy Week 2021 in New Orleans is canceled. As of recording, this was just announced and I reached out to our friends at Solar Power International. The organization that runs it is called Solar Power Events, if you didn't know that. And I brought a friend, Danielle Danko, the Senior Director of Marketing, on to talk a bit about what's next. And as the description suggests, we also will have a few others in the conversation as well to give you a sense of direction if you need it uh, and some ideas if you need them. Before uh, we bring those folks on first, let's turn to Danielle Danko. Danielle, thank you for joining us on this Tactical Tuesday. Thank you, Nico, for inviting me on. Well, Danielle, you know, we've been on a ton of calls in the past few weeks. I know from conversations with you and the Solar Power Events team, our hearts are broken for New Orleans and the community there to be devastated by yet another hurricane that, you know, is indicative of the kind of the kind of climate change and impact that we as an industry are trying to reckon with. And we're trying to help our, our society uh, move beyond and mitigate. No, nevertheless, there are real impacts, not just on the lives of those in New Orleans, but now on the broader community as our annual event that was canceled last year has been yet again impacted by uh, an event outside of our control. Uh, so we're here to talk about that, the impacts of Hurricane Ida and its you know, eventual necessitation of canceling the event. I'd love to hear from you, what message from you know, Solar Power Events would you share with those who were planning to come to this event? Yeah, Nico, we were so excited to host. And like you said, it's on, the weather had other plans for us, unfortunately. We know the event is, is a large gathering point for the industry. At this point, we had about 400 exhibitors and around 5,000 attendees who were planning on going. We know those numbers were probably going to increase in the next couple of weeks. But we know this point is a community gathering for everybody. And we are just so incredibly grateful for this solar community um, who are planning on going. We know that there's been some mixed emotions over the last couple of weeks, um, and we know that flights will have to be canceled, which is just so incredibly unfortunate. Yeah, not just flights, but, you know, hotels and restaurant reservations, et cetera, right? It's a tremendous hit to the community in New Orleans that would have received these funds, but also now we've got to figure out how to redirect uh, our efforts and attention. And that's where you can say, yeah, actually, it's a good point about the hotel reservations. 
actually really good point about the hotel reservations. So if you booked through our block, uh, orchidevents.com, they were going to cancel your hotel and you'll get an email stating that and you'll be refunded. If you booked outside of our block, you'll have to do that yourself. Um, but I really wanted to go back to the point you made about um, helping the community recover after this incredible devastation. And let me just tell you that our hearts are going out to the local community and the entire Gulf Coast. But I wanted to let you know that um, CSCPA and the SETS team, we actually pulled together a list of local organizations um, who are helping New Orleans rebuild. So I encourage you to take a look at that. Yeah, well, we'll certainly link to that in the show notes of this episode. Danielle, what about all the vendors that that had that commitment? 400 vendors, that's a great, uh, I mean, that's a great testament to the fact that many, many of us were still very committed to showing up in person. What do those vendors uh, have to look forward to from, you know, they're financially committed to this show. What message do you have for those? Yeah, no, and we know that. And we, like I said, we are so incredibly grateful for those folks who are still committed to coming to the show and everybody in the industry. Um, For those folks, those 400 people, they've already received an email from us. Our team is going to reach out next week with personal communication on what the next steps are. Well, as we turn the page here, not all is proverbially lost. What events can folks look forward to that you all are putting on throughout the rest of the year and going into 2022? Yeah. So, Nico, we've always actually had a digital program, which was supposed to happen the week after New Orleans. It's happening September 28th and 29th, and it's going to be just jam-packed of all incredible content, including the Great Debate. So we're really excited for that. And then we also have a bunch of live events that we're planning both through the end of 2021 and also into 2022. Atlanta is coming up October 11th and 12th which is in Atlanta, Georgia. And then we have Boston, which is coming up in February. If it's anything like what we had in June, there was about a thousand people and a bunch of exhibitors. And we're really looking forward to that event. It's one of our favorite events. Yeah, it's one of the industry favorite events. And it's one that is always well attended. I'm going to be booking now our my reservations for Boston. My decision's still out on Atlanta. I think we're actually planning to be out of town. So unfortunately, I don't know if I'll be able to make it there. But as has been the case for the last uh, number of years, the regional events by Solar Power Events gather an enormous amount of, um, of momentum at the local regional level. And I, I've heard from lots of folks that say that they actually love the regional events as much as they love SPI. So, you know, we will have more opportunities to gather together. Yeah, and we love to hear that. And the regional events are also supposed to be really complementary to the national event. So they touch on local advocacy and other efforts that are actually going on in that region, as opposed to the large event, Solar Power International Smart Energy Week, which really talks about things broadly and even internationally. Well, Danielle, I don't assume that everyone here is going to go to mysuncast.com for their news and information. Where can folks go if they want to learn more about the relief efforts and the upcoming events? Yep. So everything. So the relief efforts can be found on solarpowerinternational.com. And then um, the events that we have coming up, both, like I said, at the end of the year and then into 2022 can be found on events.solar. Events.solar. Danielle Danko is the Senior Marketing Manager for Solar Power Events at events.solar. And uh, I want to thank you once again, Danielle, for joining us here on Suncast. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Nico. All right. Next up, we have Jake Rosemarin from Antenna Group. And one of the things that always I am impressed by the Antenna Group is their velocity. Jake, welcome back to Suncast, my friend. It's always a pleasure hanging with you, Nico. Man, 
I, I hate to say like we saw this coming, but SPI is canceled and uh, we got to figure out how to help our clients with uh, redirecting their business development efforts. Yeah, uh, this is this has been the, uh, the the question on everyone's minds. And I think when I saw Suge's post, Dan Sugar's post uh, a couple of weeks back, I was like, that's it. Next 72 hours, this thing's definitely going to be canceled. And it wasn't. And I was... I was, uh, you know, a, a bit surprised, but I, I can only imagine, you know, how, how many times per day have people been asking you about the latest status of, of SPI? Oh my gosh, dude. Uh, it seems like perhaps the industry thinks that I'm on the sets team. It, it's definitely north of 10 times a day that I get a message like, is it canceled yet? Is it going forward? Will I see you in New Orleans? I'm guilty of a few of those for sure. <laughs> Indeed, guilty as charged. I am I'm grateful for it though, Jake. You know, it's a privilege to be in a place in the industry where our voice matters and where folks take into consideration our thoughts on things, right? So, and that's one of the reasons I want to bring you on. You are someone that I've looked to often and I know folks look to Antenna for guidance and strategy. But they also look to you as a thought leader, man. You've got a lot of great stuff that you put on LinkedIn. Uh, this is just one great example of how you all are continually a step ahead of others in messaging. And I think that's one of the pieces that is really critical to think about as we go into a busy season of life. The fall in the solar industry and broader mobility and clean tech is always super busy. Uh, we've just come out of the craziest summer of M&A and fundraising uh, we've seen and how you position yourself, especially in the absence of being able to have face-to-face -face events is super important. So you guys wrote this article that we're going to link to in the show notes, and it effectively says SPI is canceled. Now what? And it's six very helpful strategies or ways to think about your positioning moving forward. How are you going to spend those marketing dollars? How are you going to sharpen the, the pencil on reaching out to clients that you can't meet face-to-face? -face? And here with a few creative ideas is my friend, Jake Rosemary. And Jake, take it away. Give us uh, some ideas to stimulate our thought process for the, for the week after. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this is something that I think, you know, everyone has been, you know, er everyone's been thinking about it and this has been, you know, real, a real possibility. And, you know, as we were thinking about our, uh, you know, SPI plans for various clients, and as, as you can imagine, like we, we probably have over a dozen clients that are investing significantly in SPI. So, you know, we've had sort of contingency plans on our mind for uh, a variety of clients and making sure that, you know, the way that we're thinking about things can uh, still be replicated and add value um, across digital or, you know, just like virtual, virtual channels. But yeah, we, we drafted this post. We didn't draft it in uh, three minutes uh, after uh, the email went live. Uh, yeah. We drafted it about two weeks ago, anticipating that, you know, there, there's at least a 50% chance. Um, and so we, we, we want to be prepared the same way that we're, you know, thinking ahead for our clients on, and, uh, you know, how they should be prepared. So yeah, we, we highlighted six areas, um, and, uh, you know, three that, uh, I think were you know, especially important right now that really can be embraced by anyone in the industry, regardless of where you are in the supply chain you know, are worth sharing today. So, you know, the, the first area is really just a robust direct outreach campaign over email and LinkedIn. Like those remain the most effective strategies today for reaching your audiences, for reaching different stakeholders within the industry, whether that is, you know, folks that are 
you know, in the C-suite, whether that's, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to reach developers or financiers, manufacturers, distributors, you know, different consultants or professional service firms across the industry, right? Like that, those remain really king in terms of uh, reaching your audiences and, and helping to digitally build relationships and, and you know, establish dialogue with, uh, uh, with prospects and, mm-hmm. and partners. You know, I'm a big believer in, in LinkedIn, very active on LinkedIn. So you know, always encouraging people to uh, take an aggressive stance uh, on LinkedIn. Indeed. Let me uh, tag in there too, because I think that this is one that while on the surface, it may seem like, oh yeah, I'm going to lean into emailing folks and uh, and, and LinkedIn outreach. The, there are some things that I see folks doing that I, I can't really wrap my head around. Uh, so let me give you guys some tips it's one thing to like be on LinkedIn. It's another thing to use LinkedIn as a tool and a strategy. So if you haven't figured out the algorithm, the algorithm of LinkedIn is going to reward you when you are helping LinkedIn share content and show others that their content is worthwhile. If you had folks that you were going to meet with in New Orleans that you see posting on LinkedIn and all you do is hit the little thumbs up button, think about the last time you clicked on the the, the data piece in LinkedIn that shows you who reacted, right? It shows like the first maybe 10 pictures. Almost nobody who is posting actually goes in after the fact and looks to see who liked, but everyone notices when you comment. And if you'll notice, Jake and I have a very specific strategy and it's not by accident that we comment on each other's posts. We comment on our clients' posts. We comment on folks in the industry that we admire or that we want to work with because we want that relationship there. And you guys had a great piece that Keith penned not long ago about LinkedIn ships. And a lot of folks do kind of look at this as a, a an inch deep and a mile wide, and they're just sort of superficially there. But trust me, if you want to see LinkedIn work for you, then there are very specific strategies you can take. One is your hashtags. Another is sharing links. If you if you do share links, uh, it's best to share them in the comments. If you want an example of that, you can look at some of my recent posts on LinkedIn. Share the link in the comment because LinkedIn doesn't want your post to take people away from their platform. They want you to stay there. Uh, a great way to do that is actually just to repurpose some of the stuff that you were going to have in your booth. Maybe it's the photos and graphics repurpose them as a post on LinkedIn that's a carousel. You guys do a great job of carousels with Antenna. And that is simply you upload a multi-page PDF style photo. And it's just like being on Instagram and you can scroll to the right. You can also take that strategy on other social media platforms, but LinkedIn really loves it when you can get that dwell time. So if you're going to post, make sure you post with uh, intention and you try to keep people on LinkedIn. And then Always respond when someone comments. Always, always, always. Try to do it within the first hour and definitely within the first four hours of the post being alive and you'll choose the algorithm because let's face it, you got to have a strategy and uh, you got to know what works and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I'd also just add there that, you know, while while liking content, commenting on content, sharing content, engaging with, you know, stakeholders, you know, through the feeds, right? Like that's obviously, uh, obviously super valuable and, and effective, but like, you know, use LinkedIn like the way you would use email when it yes. comes to the messaging tool, right? Like that's you know one of the best ways to just get a meeting set up with someone, send them a quick note, something personal, mm-hmm. something, you know, uh, that, that shows that you know, you're, you're reaching out with intention, like you said, right? Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give one of my, I'll tag into that on, on one of my pro tips here is even though the majority of you probably don't look at your, your likes and engagements, you know, those things where people do the little heart or the... 
light bulb or whatever it is, I would encourage you to look at that. Not only look at the stats of the post, but look at those people. And actually, if you click through to each one of them and send them a message, it can be as simple as, hey, I really appreciate that you engaged with that post. Here's my Calendly link. If you'd like to you know, jump on the phone, I'd love to hear what your plans are for the rest of the year. It's a perfect opportunity to just casually invite someone into a conversation with you offline. And that best is done, as Jake just said, in the direct message, sort of the messaging side of LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jake, you, you, have, a, you have a suggestion here that caught me completely off guard because I can't imagine my, my mailman bringing me something from Antenna Group. Tell me what, you, tell me what your next tip is. The next tip is, drumroll, we're seeing a, a return to direct mail, which a lot <laughs> of people are going to raise an eyebrow and be like, what the hell? Why are we going back to direct mail? Uh, but the reality is that everyone has been so glued to mm. virtual channels that we're actually finding that it's, it's really welcomed um, when you can add a little bit of, uh, you know, that, that extra layer and giving, giving something physical to someone. And, you know, we've come across some, some really cool tools lately where, you know, one is called, uh, one is called thanks, uh, T H N K S. So millennial. Com. Uh, so, so millennial. Um, it just needs, it just needs like an L Y like thanks Lee or something at the end. Right. But, you know, that's a really cool site where, you know, you can log in, you know, pick a bottle of wine, put in someone's email address, you know, type in a, you know, personal note to them and it sends it to that. And then they'll get a notification. Hey, you know, someone, you know, Jake sent you, uh, you know, this uh, Cabernet and then they can put in their address if they you know want to have it shipped to their house or oh, they amazing. can donate the value of that bottle of wine to a charity. And they can kind of go go that route. Well, that's um, so wait, that's hang on, really, quick question. So, can I choose yeah. the charity that they could also donate it to, or is it left to them to choose it? So, I think you can choose the charity, but there are a bunch of different platforms that do this, um, and so I think they all have like a few pre-selected charities, and then you can decide which one that uh, you know you want to contribute to. Yeah. Well, we just got on, we just had this segment with Danielle, and she mentioned that there's a link in uh, the SPI site that links to some of the ways that you can give back. So that's a really interesting thing right there. Like that, I, I just learned something new. I'm definitely gonna check into that because if I can, for example, redirect it to the Footprint Project, if you don't want the, the wine the, in this example, that is just a really brilliant way to engage and, and have a offline way of communication with someone. Yeah, and we love the Footprint Project. They actually won a... Uh... They won the Midwest Solar Expo startup pitch competition, I think, oh, yeah. in 2018, where it were really early days for them. Um, but uh, love that they're love seeing all the momentum and uh, uh, all the contributions that they can make during you know these insane times right now. Well, Jake, sort of wrapping up this list here, uh, and there are more that we'll point you to on there uh, on this fantastic post. There is a, a third recommendation that you have, and it's one that I know from having had conversations with folks, there's a certain pucker factor, but I'd love to hear your thoughts here on the micro-targeting your audience piece. Yeah, so you know, we're in this pretty awesome time where you know, it's, it's, pretty, you know, it's pretty easy to micro-target the exact people that you're trying to reach on digital channels and, and right. the targeting capability today is you know more advanced than it's ever been and uh, makes it uh, really easy to you know get your message in front of the people uh, you know get your ask in front of the people that 
that you're you're trying to reach. We we hear it all the time because you know most of our work is is B two B, and people will say, you know, oh, like we're we're you know we're B, we're so B two B, like we're you know we we don't need to do anything on social because you know it's all it's all like business to business. I'm like I'm like dude, at the end of the day, it's like it's people. You're you're still yeah. talking to people. Like you're not like selling to an LLC. You're selling to a person, right? Like, and people consume media, and people consume lots of social media, even, you know, those B2B audiences and you know, people would be like, oh, but like, you know, we, we're only, there's only 300 organizations that, you know, we can even sell to. And we're like, yeah, well, you can put those 300 organizations names and just get your content on social in front of those organizations, That's right? exactly like, right. You can be doing that. Um, and it's, it's cost effective. And so, yeah, I mean, like LinkedIn, like paid campaigns on LinkedIn, um, so the highest, while the like per click or per impression number is typically more expensive than um, you know other platforms like you know AdWords or Facebook ads, things like that, it's some of the uh, highest value and highest converging paid media activities that that you can uh, that you can do. No doubt about it. Well, I mean, you know that I'm a huge LinkedIn fanboy. It's where I spend most, if not all, of my time. We've practically had no Instagram presence unless you want to see what my kids are up to this weekend, but. <laughs> Paid digital on LinkedIn is a, you know, Gary Vee says this all the time, it's a highly overlooked and high converting channel. And a lot of folks don't do it because they're afraid to take that step. That's kind of what I meant with that pucker factor. Your clients at Antenna are lucky that you've got an entire digital team in Chicago that helps make it easy for them. There's a lot of resources available. Uh, if, yeah, I'll just... Shameless plug here. If you are completely unclear what your LinkedIn strategy should be, you can talk to Jake or myself and we can tell you how we've made campaigns profitable for ourselves and our clients uh, on LinkedIn for the last several years. And it just keeps getting better. I'll kind of round this out with something that uh, I wasn't going to mention the virtual event piece because it's, but I think it's cool. You should go check out the post and there are a few other ideas, but you know, there's a really interesting opportunity here. Jake, you and I both have converted our in-person meetings and, and live opportunities and events, including Midwest Solar Expo and a lot of the Suncast uh, activity and events into virtual events. I followed your lead, creating an actual 3D virtual event in, in Verbella. But a lot of folks still kind of like paid ads. They kind of feel like this is a step beyond what they're comfortable with. And, and it, it it's just amazing the number of the tools like Remo that make it really easy for you to host a virtual event these days. I, I want people, I don't want folks to overlook the reality that we're, we're leaning on an organization like SIA, SIPA and SETS to help us bring folks into a big arena. But we, to Jake's point about paid ads, we can bring those same 300 people or some portion of them into our own private event. So don't overlook the opportunity staring you right in the face just because we're zoomed out and uh, and even virtual event uh, fatigued, there still is an opportunity to be very personable in the way that you engage the same folks that you hoped to see in New Orleans. Yeah, people might not be physically in New Orleans, but they will certainly be online and there are plenty of ways to engage them and send them a bottle of wine so that they can, uh, you know, drink while they engage with you online. So Nico, you've been integral to the SPI digitization, you know, over the past uh, uh, couple of years, and, and you know, you've created this podcast lounge platform that um, you know has just created 
tons of amazing opportunities to to engage both people you know at SPI and and folks that are at home. You know, we have a variety of clients that are uh, involved in the podcast lounge in, in different uh, you know way, shapes, and forms. But you know, curious, like what are you telling people now? Just in terms of your, you know, the guests and sponsors, and you know, where where are they with uh, uh, SPI now having to move into full virtual? Yeah, to your point, back at the beginning, a fair amount of the messages I have gotten over the last few weeks are from participants like the the guests that were going to speak at the podcast lounge, the sponsors, many of whom have come through uh, Antenna. They're you, you guys are great uh, supporters of all the efforts we do here at Suncast Media. And they're asking the same question through a different lens. You know, am I going to get to tell my message, right? Like the, everybody is looking forward to this idea that I dreamed up at 20, in 2018 and that, and that the Antenna team helped pull off in 2019 in person in, uh, in Utah. And we were very much looking forward to an even bigger and better, what we're now rebranding as Power Up Central. But the reality is those stories still need to be told. And we still have our podcast channel. You know, we've got the Suncast channel and we've got a lot of conversations ongoing right now where we're integrating some of the conversations that we expected to have live back into virtual discussions that we'll publish both here on the podcast as well as on our YouTube channel. A couple of those, in fact, uh, we, you know, we, we had been broadcasting about our great debate, which was going to be live in the foyer on the first day of the show. Um, super sad that we can't do that uh, in person. That's but with we Tor, have, right? Yeah, with Tor. That's right. Awesome. So my, our good buddy, Tor Solar Fred Valenza, uh, he and I co-produced this great debate series and we were going to do it live, which is a lot of fun. We're going to do it right in the foyer while people are kind of waiting to get into the exhibit hall. And we're definitely going to do that again next year. Uh, but in the meantime, the folks at SETS have graciously agreed to allow us to broadcast it the following week during the digital program that Danielle mentioned a little earlier. Uh, we're also going to do the podcasters roundtable, which Mike Casey cooked up as a part of as an extension of his editors roundtable. So that's going to be live as well in the digital the the in the digital program the the week following uh, what would have been Solar Power International. So I think that's the twenty eighth and 9th, if I'm not mistaken, on the dates. You can find more of that if you go to uh, the show notes and just click on the link to the, the great debate. And then you know, lastly. There were a lot of conversations ongoing about with, especially with sponsors who were plopping down money, right? So we're helping those who wanted to to utilize that amazing forum to elevate their brand, uh, to get more brand awareness here on our show and through our our partners that can also help them elevate their their brand messaging. So excited to I, I have to keep it kind of a little tight lipped on that, but some you'll be able to see here in the podcast feed some of the results of that in the coming days and weeks and uh, some fun announcements that we weren't able to make at SPI. I won't be able to make live at SPI. We'll be coming out around our, uh, now our sixth anniversary in early October. Six years. Wow. Yeah, man. We are about to, actually, we're about to publish episode 400 next week. Wow. And, and actually, I, I don't, I don't know if I even, I haven't posted this on LinkedIn. You may be the first person I'm telling this. We just tipped over today, which on the day of recording is Friday, September 3rd, 400,000 all-time downloads. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we're at like 400,100 downloads. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun milestone. I think it's ironic that within weeks we're hitting 400,000 as well as 400, 400 episodes, but it's, 
you know, it's time, as your article suggests, to turn our focus back to the virtual world we all inhabit while we wait for opportunities once again to see each other in person. I can't wait for the chance to get a chance to high five and even give you a hug. My friend, it's been too long. Too long. So what do you think? Intersolar is planning, uh, still planning to be in person January. What's the call? I think that actually there are going to be a fair number of folks in, uh, in Salt Lake for the, what is it? I always forget the rebrand of OEA, uh, American Clean Power. Is that right? Clean clean Power. Yeah. Clean Power 21. Uh, I think I'm hearing from folks that are going to be there. A number of folks have said the same thing. So you're going to be at Intersolar. I think for for me, it's a little too early to call because I hadn't really planned to go. You know, Danielle just mentioned that the North America edition of of the smart the SPI sort of regional conferences in February in Boston is still on. I very very certainly will be in Boston in February, despite the fact uh, that I have a distinct hate for the cold. <laughs> for that's solar storage northeast. Uh, I, I don't know the name of it, actually. We'll have to, no, we're, we're definitely going to link to all of that in the show notes so you can go check it out there. But it's the one that used to be um, America East. Uh, oh, Solar yeah. East, P- the, PV. 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 There's PV America. PV, yeah. PV America East and West. So that's, <laughs> this is, that's coming back? Well, yeah, but they, uh, they rebranded. I mean, I think they just incorporated it into the SPI uh, show flow. And it's what happens now. It's like, SPI Northeast or something like that it happens in Boston. Oh, so those every are year. the solar storage, like Northeast solar storage. Yeah. Northwest. Yeah. They're the sets regional shows, which are. Yeah, which exactly. Are the sets regional shows. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Show. So I'll definitely be in Boston in, uh, in February. And, uh, I don't know yet if I'll make it out to inner solar, but it's on the, it's on the radar. It's on the list. And, uh, you know, I welcome, if you're listening here and you want us to come to your town, I am going to, I'm going to soft commit Jake and the antenna team that will come do something in your town. We'll figure it out. I think that if we could get enough people to raise their hand and say, hey, come do something in our town, uh, it'd be worth it, at least uh, to host, host one of these famous dinners Jake Rosemarin's fame is, uh, is known for. After our, uh, our, our, uh, our dance session as 3D avatars, um, you know, now we got to take that act in person. We absolutely yeah. do. We absolutely do. <laughs> Jake Rosemarin, it's such a pleasure always to have you on Suncast. Jake is the executive vice president of Antenna Group, and he is one of the folks I always turn to when I'm looking for what is next. All right, awesome, Nico. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, it's always always a pleasure. Great to see you. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we'll, we'll be partying in person in no time. I have no doubt. Uh, but everyone stay safe. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see each other soon. Yeah, stay safe, everyone. See you on the flip side. That's a wrap on this conversation, Warrior, but I do hope that we'll see you back here on Thursday for this week's long-form interview. I also encourage you to check out other episodes of Suncast and let me know what you think of these shorter-form discussions. Do you want more like this? We've got hundreds of episodes, resources, and highlights from these discussions, along with the social media links for each episode guest, book recommendations, and so much more over at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with our Suncast tribe, like subscribing to our weekly tribe exclusive emails or even joining our exclusive inner circle of infinite learners and clean economy champions we affectionately refer to as the Guild. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, I do so appreciate your rating and review so that others can also find Suncast more easily. And a special thank you to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible. 
You can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor, as well as learn more about becoming a sponsor if that's something that you're interested in. You can follow the links there as well to any of the offers that we've discussed about any of our sponsors here today. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. <laughs>